This is the result of your words, day 19. I now have a playlist for this series, so if you want to see all the things that happened in the last 18 days, just click down there. The goal of this series is to get you to realize that your words matter. What you say online often leads someone to do something in real life. Something violent and hateful and threatening. Just because you're behind a computer doesn't mean people aren't going to take action based on your words. So watch what you say. Lots of the incidents I'm going to be talking about come from websites I do not agree with. For the Judenhass, a lot of it is right-wing publications because left-wing publications won't cover it. You want to do something about that? Contact your favorite left-wing publication. And if you find something that I haven't covered, feel free to DM me on the picture app or email me. Finally, as always, these are just screenshots basically of the title of the article. If you want to read it yourself, you have the title. I got some comments asking why I hadn't talked about this yet. Well, I make my posts the night before you see them. So it's currently 12.30 a.m. This hadn't happened yet. A video by a 24-year-old halal food vendor showed a former Obama administration official throwing Islamophobic language at him. And it was actually worse than just slurs. I am thrilled to say he was arrested before I even had a chance to make the post about what he did. I have a bit more info about the halal ban in India. India's halal process has issues. Only a handful of companies are actually registered federally or statewide. But this does seem to be solely Islamophobic because the government of Uttar Pradesh is still allowing halal products to be exported. So their excuse is quality, but that's definitely not the real reason. Dozens of Muslim groups and 3,800 petitioners blame Zanaib Chowdhury's temporary suspension from the hate crime board on Islamophobia. It's not. She said in multiple social media posts that October 7th didn't happen, saying that a colonial government will always exaggerate and don't believe anything Israel says about what happened, including the grapes, the unalivings, etc. Removing her for that is not Islamophobia. And on the flip side, Maryland lawmakers are saying that suspension is not far enough. She needs to be removed from the commission altogether. Um, and if you want to see the things she posted, this article has it. Wembley will no longer light up to mark terror attacks or social causes because they refuse to light up in blue and white on Black Shabbat or after. So no more lighting up for pride, no more lighting up when a country has a natural disaster, all because they couldn't acknowledge the horrors of October 7th. The Kalamazoo Jewish Community Center was vandalized, and they're still looking for the suspect. In Crown Heights, which is an extremely Jewish New York neighborhood, a Hasidic man was harassed and threatened in front of his home with his young son. In Toronto, 200 parents signed a letter expressing concern over Judenhass incidents at schools. In Indiola Community School District in Iowa, school officials had to apologize after mistakenly quoting a Yahtzee. In morning announcements, a Christchurch synagogue was vandalized. UK Chancellor Jeremy Hunt has pledged up to 7 million to tackle Judenhass in schools and universities. Another day, another Judenhass are tearing down hostage posters. This one insists that the IDF grape children. Now is a great time to remind you that the IDF are kind of children. Most of them are straight out of high school and it is a draft. Also, most of the hostages are not IDF soldiers. Another person tearing down hostage posters has a colorful past. And have there been consequences for anything she's ever said against Jews? No. Cheryl Sandberg, the former COO of Meta, joins other Jewish women, including the CEO of National Council for Jewish Women, calling out the fact that no one who is typically concerned about SA has cared at all about what happened to the women on Black Shabbat. 
In Manitoba, there's going to be mandatory Shoah education, and anti-Islamophobia toolkits will also be made available to teachers. This is great, except for part of the problem is that most people only know about the Shoah. How about also educating them on the other pogroms, both before the Shoah and after? Arizona's Civil Rights Advisory Board had a meeting to hopefully create legislation to combat hate crimes. After Sawdust promoted Udenhas, the EU has now stopped advertising on Twitter. And next year, Twitter could get fined. Anti-Israeli and probably anti-Jewish students edited a video of a Jewish professor at USC condemning Hamas, but implying that he was calling all Palestinians unalivers. He was just talking about Hamas. Hochul's steps to combat hate speech include 3 million funding and media literacy toolkits for schools. University of Michigan School Information Advisory Board member has been verbally harassing Muslim students. And unfortunately, she still has a job. A war memorial in South London dedicated to the First and Second World War was vandalized with anti-Israel graffiti. Because that makes sense. And finally, a synagogue at Mercer Island, Herzl near Tamid, was vandalized. The entire synagogue is covered in anti-Jewish and anti-Israel graffiti. Sorry, this video is longer than it probably needs to be because I was explaining something. All things considered, better day than some. As always, I hope tomorrow I don't have to post anything and it just, there's no hate crimes. Wouldn't that be amazing? As it is, I will probably see you tomorrow. Refuash to all of us in need of healing and may the memories of those who have been lost and those who will be lost be a blessing and a revolution for peace, freedom, and safety for all. Shortcast Club.